Welcome to My Crazy Brain, where we attempt to understand the crazy things that our crazy brains do. To those who don't know me, my name is Slayton Cooper. I'm a junior in high school, and I like to share my crazy thoughts and experiences. I would like to begin today's podcast by saying thank you to all of my listeners. I'm glad you're tuning in today. Today, we're discussing OCD, a a really misunderstood disorder, to be honest. Over the course of the podcast, I hope to talk about how I have experienced OCD. Um, and over the course of that, like I hope I can help those, like a few of you out there, relate to me. Um, and through these experiences, we're going to discuss, you know, just how OCD manifests itself. Additionally, I want to talk a bit about how this is completely distinct from obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is something, you know, completely different. Because the two are often used interchangeably, I want to take the time to really distinguish the two from one another. My goal by the end of this episode is to provide you guys with a thorough understanding of both obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder and how these things prevent or are prevalent in our lives. With that being said, let's get into the episode. Before we dive into discussions on OCD and OCPD, which are obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder, respectively, I want to clearly preface the episode by defining the two. And beyond just defining, I want to show, you know, how these things show up. What does, what do they actually look like, you know? So obsessive compulsive, uh, sorry, this is a mouthful. Obsessive compulsive personality disorder is a personality disorder for one, meaning it is a constant way of thinking. So the only lens through which someone with OCPD can view the world is one that is associated with OCD. So it's very rigid and fixed. It's not like they're aware of this. It's just how they think. It's really set in stone. That's a good way to think about it. So people with this disorder may have difficulty, you know, delegating tasks or relinquishing control. They may be overly rigid, right? Or critical of themselves or others. They may have very high perfectionist tendencies. They may also be excessively devoted to work. Um, and to those who know me and are listening to the podcast, um, yes, I do have obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Um, and cause I'm also, I'm all, I'm often told that I like work too much or like, you know, I'm a workaholic and while yes, this has kind of affected my relationships, it's just how I am. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a clearly, it's a clearly defining factor for somebody to do with OCPD. So these people also have trouble expressing their feelings or maintaining healthy relationships. This too, not too much, um, at least for me, I don't, I'm not too experienced with this. Um, don't have too much experience with it anyways. And, but you know, it's really, it's really debilitating nonetheless. I mean, regardless of whether or not the person is aware of it, it's very frustrating because it's such a fixed way of thinking that it's hard to really like think about how other people may be feeling as well. So obsessive compulsive disorder, which is completely distinct from obsessive compulsive personality disorder, although the two do overlap in some areas, it is a mental disorder characterized by obsessive thoughts. So these thoughts, and we will dive into this in a few minutes, these thoughts are recurring and intrusive. So imagine like the worst food you've ever li- like had in your life. Imagine it. And imagine you're just thinking about that all day. 
And just when you think you stopped thinking about it, it comes back into your head and you can't get rid of it. And it's really frustrating because you can't physically avoid it. Thoughts aren't tangible things that you can feel or hold. You can't push them away. So it's really, really frustrating because you can't escape your thoughts. Yet these thoughts really make it frustrating to like go about your daily life. Like you really can't think straight because these thoughts just come back into your head and back in your head and back in your head. So these intrusive thoughts can often drive what are called compulsions, sorry, which are, you know, like obsessive movements or, and again, we'll get into this later, but look, this relationship isn't direct, like intrusive thoughts, which are obsessions create a a really insatiable feeling of anxiety one that's really difficult to be resolved and this anxiety is what drives one to do these compulsions this is like that compulsion response so in order to satisfy the urge if you will or you know get rid of this this anxiety that's induced by the intrusive thoughts or the obsessions People with anxiety will do what are called compulsions. So they'll do physical motions, thoughts, or, you know, literally anything just to balance things out. So that's, I have a pass with OCD and a really way, a really neat way I like to think of it. It's like picture a seesaw, like at a playground, like a children's playground. Yes, I'm using this as an analogy. (laughs) Um, And on one side, you have someone who's like, super perfect like someone who's like who needs everything to be perfect super orderly super anxious like overtly cautious and like sometimes even fearful and then on the other side you have someone who's you know like just trying to get by like trying to make your your feelings better like trying to help you stuff like that that's kind of what OCD is like it's about creating balance so you like Let's say on one one side of the seesaw, you have these obsessions. In order to balance it out, you're going to have compulsions. And those compulsions are what you know satisfy these feelings of anxiety that are created by the obsessions. And that kind of pushes on the other side of the seesaw, and it balances out just a little bit. Not all the way, though. That's what's really interesting about OCD, though. And it's not, it's not all the way. Like, you never... Look, these, these compulsions that you do aren't to make you feel good. They're to make you feel better. And the fact of the matter is that the obsessions can put you so far down, like in this ditch, if you will, it'll tip that seesaw so far that it's often very difficult to get back to baseline. So it's often very difficult to make that seesaw go back to normal. Um, And so these, these compulsions aren't just to make you feel good. They're to make you feel better because it's the only thing you can do in these instances. You just feel pretty helpless, right? It's to make you feel as close to normal as you can. Um, and just, it's it's an attempt to rid yourself of anxiety. It's not an attempt to feel good or anything like that. Okay, so now that we've like discussed that, um, I want to like briefly cover, you know, just to summarize. So OCD is not like a fixed mindset. It's often notice, noticeable by the person who is suffering from it. 
Whereas OCPD, which is obsessive compulsive personality disorder, is often, it's literally just a way of thinking. Like, think about it like wearing glasses. So somebody who wears glasses can, you know, walk around and sometimes they can, they can't see something. So they'll put on their glasses to read it. And, you know, then they'll go about their daily lives. That's like someone with OCD. And then someone with obsessive compulsive personality disorder can't like, you know, they're always looking through these glasses. They're not able to take them off, if that makes sense. So they're not able to actually recognize what they're doing. They're not able to step back really. Um, Though in some cases, treatment is offered using what is called cognitive behavioral therapy. You may have heard of it. Um, But again, we're not going to go too far into that because I'm not a doctor and um, I can't really offer medical advice. So in my life personally, um, OCD has shown up in many ways. So this is actually a funny one. So when I was like five, I started having um, like really bad uh, like cleanliness, you know, OCD, like I would wash my hands a lot and I would actually wash my hands to the point where they would get raw. So like I would go into the, like after using the restroom, I'd wash my hands. That's a normal thing, but I would continue washing my hands until my hands would like sometimes bleed. And this was like really harmful to me. So this is actually part of what it's called like contamination. So this is kind of a, like within OCD and O, um, you know, OCPD, you have what are like, like divisions or a spectrum really. So you have part of it, which is called contamination. And this is where germs or sickness and cleanliness, stuff like that are really prevalent. So for instance, I wash my hands a lot because of germs. That's actually an example of contamination OCD, which is really interesting because I would also after going to the bathroom, I'd walk back in and I'd make sure I wash my hands. And this sounds really weird. It sounds like super backwards, like slate. You just walked in there, wash your hands like for a long time and you're going back in there to check again. Well, yeah. So this is another, you know, subsection, if you will, of OCD called checking. So, and this is often the most debilitating. I will be honest. I'm not saying the other, you know, subsections are, not debilitating. I'm saying that this one is by far like it's it's just very frustrating to live with. So I would go back, make sure I wash my hands, and I'd wash my hands again and again until I knew I washed my hands. And then I'd leave. Later that day, I would go to bed. I'd get up multiple times, like 10 to 20 times, to make sure my door was locked, to make sure my window was closed, to make sure my blinds were completely tight so that no light could get through, to make sure that there was nothing under my bed. You know, keep in mind, I'm five. Like, I I know there aren't monsters or anything under my bed. But I checked anyways. Because OCD told me to. And these compulsions, especially the checking ones, can often occur in very high numbers. So you can check. You know, I know um, a buddy of mine. He would check things, you know. He would check the locks, like hundreds of times before he went to bed. And by the time he got to bed, he was just exhausted. So you know it's irrational, but there's a sense of anxiety in you that just drives you to do these things, regardless of what you actually think is logical or reasonable in that moment, if that makes sense. 
So another, you know, subsection of OCD is organization. And look, this is a really interesting one and it's hard to talk about really because I think many people when they think OCD, they think, oh, I have to have my pencils lined up in a completely straight row when I'm at school. Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's kind of what OCD is, but that, like, just saying that, like, oh, I'm just OCD like that. Like, just saying that and throwing the term around is really harmful and stigmatizing to people who actually have OCD because it neglects the the difficulties that it actually inflicts upon people with OCD. Like, you completely ignore how difficult it is for OCD patients to live if you're just like, oh yeah, I have a, like, that's so OCD or like throwing it around as an adjective is super wrong. And I don't understand why people do it. But I, I, that's what makes this really difficult to talk about is that, yes, that's kind of representative of what OCD is, but there's so much more to it. It's like Tourette's syndrome. Like people think it's swearing, but it's not, it's, it's, it is that, but it's more than that. And not everybody actually swears if they have Tourette's. So it's like, it's just completely misrepresentative. Like not everybody with OCD has organization, you know, uh, compulsions or obsessions. Not everybody with Tourette's swears. So just avoid these single story, like definitions, you know, these single sided definitions really. So organization is, as it sounds, uh, a desire to organize things, whether it be a schedule or the, perfection of like lines in a room or symmetry. Symmetry is a huge one. So I remember I played Minecraft when I was a kid, like a lot, honestly. And all of my houses had to be like symmetrical. And if they weren't, I would like break the entire thing and then build it again. So I just remember how stupid it made me feel like it was so backwards because I knew it was unreasonable and irrational, but I still did it. And that's what's funny about OCD is like you can go your entire life knowing that it's like doesn't make sense, but you'll still do it because without doing these compulsions or these obsessions, you have that anxiety that just lingers there. And it's really frustrating with that there. So yeah. Um, okay, and then I want to get into like OCPD. So this is again, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is different. And I want to repeat, it's different from OCD. So these two are not the same thing. Remember that if you're going to leave this, episode knowing one thing it's that these two are different ocd and ocpd are different so ocpd is obsessive compulsive personality disorder and i lived my entire life with it um and again just because i have both tendencies does not mean that they are always co-occurring i just show signs of both so ocpd um really kind of results in like a need for perfectionism and and honestly, it, it leads you to criticize people and work relentlessly. And this is, we mentioned this a little bit, you know, earlier in the episode, but again, it can cause you people to become like overtly dedicated to their work or, you know, overly rigid and critical of themselves or even other people. They may be excessively devoted to their work, right? Or they may not be able to maintain a healthy relationship or a mutual relationship with someone. And look, this criticism of other people, this is different from narcissism. This is literally, this is not an effort to, you know, build yourself up. 
and bring them down. It's an effort to make everything perfect, as perfect as it possibly can. And that's where OCPD really comes into play. It is, is I, I think of it this way, like you have an obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive perfectionist disorder. That's kind of like how I see it. That's what I think of when I read those things. That's not true. I promise. That's like not what the acronyms stand for. I promise. Or not acronyms, initialisms. That's not what they stand for. Um, that's just how I remember them, the differences. So OCPD is a desire for perfection in like all cases of your life. Um, so in my life personally, um, as much as I hate it, I'm extremely dedicated to my work. Um, and it, at times it causes me to avoid people, go like social situations, my family. Um, and I like criticize people to a point where like, it's hard for me to build relationships with people. Um, and I really hate it, but it's, I can't live without doing it. Like, and I've gone to therapy for it, but it's, it's really difficult because I can't, it, I, it's hard to explain that I'm not doing it out of jealousy or out of an effort to make me feel good. I'm just doing it because I have to do it. Um, so it's really, it's really interesting. So it's, it's really this tie back to perfectionism. Like everything has to be perfect no matter what. So yeah, it's actually really interesting. So I kind of want to rewind a little bit, um, to OCD. So we briefly touched on OCPD. Now I want to talk about OCD one more time. So intrusive thoughts are really misunderstood. And this is a huge component of OCD. Um, more so a large component of OCD than OCPD, but it is prevalent in both nonetheless. Intrusive thoughts are really just unwanted thoughts that always come near brain no matter what. And it's like, it's really difficult to articulate it, but like I mentioned this earlier, think about that really bad food that you don't like and you're just thinking about it all the time. And no matter how much you don't want to think about it, you'll always end up thinking about it again. That's what it is. They're just completely relentless and yeah, it's really frustrating, but, and even like sometimes people with OCD will have intrusive thoughts of like grotesque things that they really, that, that make them scared. Um, and this is really misunderstood because people don't talk about this a lot, but it's important in these instances. And this is where we kind of touch on like interventions. And I, I, I want to specify and clarify that I'm not a doctor and you guys should only get medical advice from people who are licensed and certified to do so like a board certified physician or psychiatrist. So while we're on the topic though, I, um, I always like to use the term ride the wave. So um, when you're in this instance of discomfort, when you have a compulsion, just ride the wave, ride that wave of discomfort because eventually it'll go away. And I like to think of OCD as like an external thing or person. So like the more power you give it, the more you give into it, the more power it'll have over you. So it, the more you ride the wave, the less power OCD will have over you. Um, it may feel difficult in the short short term, but you know, in the long run, it'll really help you out. Trust me. And then thoughts, not actions. So this is like another one. Um, I I remember this is something my therapist taught me a while back. Um, Sheena, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well at Johns Hopkins. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, but thoughts, not actions. I um. It's about knowing that what you're thinking is just a thought. It's just that. It's not an action. You're not doing it. 
It's just a thought and that's okay. These thoughts might be bad and that's okay. There may be evil in your thoughts. That's okay. They're not actions. Having a bad thought doesn't make you a bad person. That's what this is all about. So remember that. For me, I like, in order to like get rid of my um, my obsessions and compulsions and stuff like that, I had to gradually like expose myself to certain things. So I'm just accounting my experience with therapy. This is again, cognitive behavioral therapy, but I would do that and I'd gradually expose myself to like different elements. So I remember my most memorable one and I, I, oh, it makes my like skin crawl just thinking about it. I like, I loved having my hands like dry and clean. And so my therapist, I, it was like online, but I, I would meet with her like every month and I, I would get homework. One of my homework assignments one week was to like spread peanut butter all over my hands. And I would do that. And it was, oh, it was the worst thing ever. I hated it so much because my peanut, my hands smelled like peanut butter for like a day afterwards. It was terrible. But, you know, stuff like that. Like I would gradually ease into it. At first it was maybe five seconds with peanut butter on my hands. Then it turned into like, you know, can you do 10 minutes with it? Or can you, you know, pick up dog poop or something like that? Which, oh my gosh, I can't, I still can't do it to this day. That's just something I, I've given up on, honestly, but that's not to say you can't do it. That's not to say you can't do it. I totally think you can, but look, I would be given homework and I'd gradually introduce myself to things that I was not comfortable with. One of the most notable. So I've talked on this podcast before about making my bed and how not making my bed has helped me become less of a perfectionist. And that's one of the things I had to do. I was literally told not to make my bed every morning. And Eventually, I got to the point where I was able to not make my bed every day, and this was awesome. And sometimes I still do it. Like if I feel like I'm being driven too much by OCD, then I'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to make my make my bed today, so I don't make it, and I give it less power. Right? I ride that wave. So those are just a few things I can I do that you know maybe you guys can gain some insight from. So that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Today's a shorter one. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with Cold Plunge Cam. If you haven't listened to it already, go check it out. But um, thank you so much again for tuning in today for our discussion about obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder. If you're learning from and or enjoying the podcast, feel free to give it up to a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This is a great zero-cost way to support the podcast. Thank you again. I'll see you next time on My Crazy Brain. 